What's up? This is Cody. This is Mark. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Yay, yay! Happy New Year. And Ashley is out of commission. She is on the injured reserve with a concussion? Yeah, she is. Uh, she's going through the concussion protocol right now. Right. So she is. I uh, told her to stay at home and not drive. So it's been a minute since we've uh, done stuff. It's been since the holidays. Yeah, we had the holidays and then just... Uh, How were yours? Yeah, there. It's solid. It's not usual. Like, you know. Actually, it was better this year because we didn't have to deal with going to uh, different relatives' houses because some, nice. some were out of town. So, like, Christmas Day, we had, like, three hours we had to go somewhere. Yeah. Then we were home. and Which is nice. Great. Because the kid got to play with her toys. I got to play video games. My wife got Ain't nothing wrong to hang out. That. So. Your wife got to take a bath and not be disturbed. Yeah, she got to hang out and do her <laughs> thing, which is awesome. So. Besides that, yours obviously yours was a little diff- yeah, differently planned was, uh, than it was supposed to be. Very different than planned. I, I was supposed to be flying back from three weeks in Europe today. Uh, that obviously is getting postponed because of everything that's going on with Dad. But it was good, man. It was it was very low key because obviously we we had nothing planned aside from being in Europe. Uh, but it was just me and, and the folks, which was nice. I think I ended up going over to. Uh, my friend Kelly's for a little bit and playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a ton of movies between the last time we recorded and now. Uh, I did actually go to England for thirty six hours. Yeah, so. um, but it was a it was a nice holiday break. Nice, very low key. I uh, got to watch a lot of the games. And um, I haven't gone to a game over break, but... Um, I got to go to one game that you uh, had gave me tickets to. Yeah, it was the awesome. national game. Unfortunately, it was a national game yeah. where it uh, did not go well. The Blues did not play well. That was during the malaise part where the Allen and was stuck in a... I think they went one and six. Yeah, it's, and, but, it was a rough December. Yeah, and he only... Uh, but they only had seven goals of support that time. I mean, you're not going to win You know, that's that the way. thing. And we'll talk about it, I'm sure, as we break down the games, as we're recording during the second period of the game against Philadelphia. Uh, currently 4-1. to one. Yeah. So but again, you know, look, foreshadowing, and you just said it, It's is Jake Allen having a poor game? Not his mm-hmm. best work today. But it's hard to pin... A loss on him when your team can't flip and score or get pressure. Or yeah, nothing. I think the shots when we we left at four, not left went down. We're recording right now, obviously. It was four nothing, and Barbashev just scored as we. Yeah, I think when we left, there was eighteen shots. Yeah, to twenty eight or twenty seven or something. Like that. And so, of those eighteen shots for the Blues, maybe five were legit threatening shots. Yeah, so uh, it's hard to put that on Jake Allen. Like I get it, I get the frustration. I'm frustrated too. But it's it's not like Jake Allen's losing you this game. Yeah. You know, you've got to score. You yeah. have to. Yeah, Carter Hutton's been playing out of his mind, and which that's what he comes in for. He comes in, you spell for a while. Like, I was, as we were sitting watching the game, I had different texts from different people, and my one buddy pointed out, he's just like, and this happens every year, like around this time. like It really does. The backup, the, whoever the backup is, it's happened for the last five, six years maybe. I would say so. That – 
uh, like you had Halak going, and he had his thing, and Elliott came in and saved him, mm-hmm. and then went on to be in the playoffs. And then, well, and then you had the years that both Halak, I'm sorry, both Allen and that was the lockout uh, year. Yeah, you had the year that Allen and Elliott were crap, and they brought in Brodeur. Yeah, well, that no, that was when they brought Allen up. Yeah, and then another year is when they brought in. So that's what I mean. They brought in Brodeur, and I think Elliott might have been injured during that time too, but still. They brought Miller because, you know, mm-hmm. so it doesn't, you know, so every year and then like. You know, we were, speaking of Ryan Miller, we were, I was talking about him on New Year's Day because I have many friends who are Buffalo Sabres fans. And during the Winter Classic, one of my friends tweeted out, man, I miss Ryan Miller. And my response was, I do not. Yeah. Um, looking back on that season, what I remember was the Blues were. Having a decent season, not great, but decent. Obviously, we're, we were playoff bound, but it just seemed like the pressure to get out of the first round was so high yeah. because it was, what, three seasons in a row being bounced in the first? Yeah, and we finished, I think, first in division one of those. Yeah, and- that uh, it wasn't that our goaltending was bad, but obviously Ryan Miller was available and everyone always thought, oh, Ryan Miller's a great goalie who's on a bad team. And I think that move to St. Louis really showed that Ryan Miller is a above-average goalie on an opposing team. Yeah. Because he came to St. Louis, and he was okay. Yeah, he's fine. He wasn't great. Yeah, I went to Vancouver, was okay. okay. And now he's backing up. Now he's a backup in Anaheim? Anaheim, yeah. yeah. He's doing okay, but I mean, you know, anyway. But yeah, so the Blues get through their uh, not a really good December. They had one of no. their one of their lowest scoring Decembers of in the history of the team. The irony top. being that through December, I saw this stat. I think before the New Jersey game, maybe that this year's team is trending better than last year's team, not by much, but I think they're two points ahead of the pace. One win ahead of the pace, and I was like, "Wow, that just shows you how good this team was in October and early November." Yeah, and then, that they could go through this type of skid, and they're still pace. trending better than last year's team. And then I remember it was December and pretty much till the All Star break um, last season when they were really bad, and then yeah. then after. Remember they sent Jake Allen home last year, yep. and he didn't even take what was it one or two road trips. He didn't even make the trip. Yeah, they sent him home on a road trip, or say you're not coming on this road trip. And it's already when he had his kid, so like, right. course, you know, whatever happened, came back and was played like gangbusters the rest. Of, you know, basically, yes, got he did us through the first round. Oh, hundred percent, he did. So there's stuff there. So we're gonna go through and go over some positive games. We're not gonna talk about the Philly game today, but we're just gonna go over the uh, Devils game and. Uh, the Vegas the, game. Vegas game. And then we'll also just talk about some random uh, blues news and some other stuff that happened. Because yep. uh, I think the last time recorded is right when Jake Allen got hurt. It was me and Ashley, and that's when uh, we were watching that game here, actually. And he got the shot off of the Detroit game, believe it or not. Right, and that's right, right. So that literally just happened last time we recorded, so who knows what's going to happen this time. So we only record when bad stuff happens, apparently. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, so – First game is New Jersey Devils. So this time Carter Hutton is playing pretty well to say yeah. the least. So um, should have had the game in uh, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. Oh, the Nashville, the one at home. That's the one we did. It was two to one. Yep. You know, so it was close, but 
not close enough. And the funny thing is, like, the Blues were playing so bad that game. Like, it was the one, really, really and weird. I was really mad because I was like, really, the seats are, we have really good, and, man, it was just super boring. So, finally, like, it was like the seven-minute mark of the period, the third period. I looked at my wife, and I was like, you know, we can save, like, you know, 10 bucks if we go home right now and could tell the babysitter to go home. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's go home and save $10. I'm like, cool, let's go. And literally walk outside as we walk to the car, I get the notification. Yeah, blue score. So I've I have not seen the blue score in three games. I've been to really three shutouts. I um I'm undefeated this year at my seats. I was at the early season game against Chicago when we just beat the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. And then I saw them beat Arizona in overtime. Overtime or shootout? Shootout, I mm-hmm. think. Shootout, yeah. Uh, and then what I saw them put six up on Toronto. Yeah. So, I mean, they got like the blues over the last, I'm just looking at the, the December schedule when this malaise kind of started. So like it started kind of like after the Buffalo game, we won three, two in overtime. We got smoked by Tampa Bay lightning, three, nothing lost it. Anaheim, excuse me, three to one, then come back and play really well against Winnipeg, who we played like crap against last year. Yeah. And won two, nothing. Then we go to Winnipeg and get smoked four to nothing. And then these are the games they should have had on this road trip. The Calgary and Yes, agreed. And the Edmonton game. The Edmonton is where they blew the lead with three minutes left. Yep. Both they, of those games. Two to one. Tate Thompson scores, gets his first NHL goal. I think it's first NHL goal time, yeah. I believe and, those are the games I missed because I was in England. Yeah, and then uh the Blues wanna blowing it off bad coverage and then a, fl- a flimsy goal that, you know, Allen was just super frustrated on. Right. And then I believe this is when the whole Carter Hutton thing started. It was like three to one. Uh, they beat Vancouver. And then yes. Allen's back in for Nashville, loses two to one, which that's a little indicative. Like, right. Again, it was, it was already two nothing for most of the game, and they really uh, those those games weren't on. I think the goals I remember because I was down there for both of them. I don't believe the one wasn't on Allen. Like it was a deflection right in front of him, and he had no chance on. Right. Another one was a rush play, and then Dallas wins four to two. At Dallas, then they come in and he saves the Hutton saves the game uh, against uh, the Blues at Carolina. Yeah, that's that was a great started. game. And the Blues three to two, and they at home they close out the year with a win, which is great. And then they have this New Jersey game. So first game of the new year at home. Mm-hmm. This is the surprisingly good Devils, which we didn't think they'd be this good already. Nico Heischer is pretty damn good. Yeah. They, I kind of like didn't know how he would turn out, and they got that other guy too. Yeah, Taylor Hall. Screw who, you, Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, God, when he was in overtime, when he like blew by Tarasenko oh. and just like had. I mean, it was shot that Hutton easily saved, but yeah. he literally started his end, blew by everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, "Yep, could have had that." Yes, we could have, but it is what it is. So as this game goes along, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the. Stats here as I do stuff. So they win three to two at the end of the day. Hutton plays extremely well, exceptionally well. Yeah, and so started off with Vladimir Tarasenko getting his seventeenth year from Scotty Upshaw. Which thank God he that guy showed up. Yeah, twelve forty eight mark. This is basically a shot from Upshaw goes off the boards in the back, and then Tarasenko kind of cleans it up while uh, Keith Kincaid, who is a net for uh, New Jersey, roofs it on him. Yep. Breaks his goal, scoreless streak. I think it was first in almost 10 games. Non-empty net goal or whatever. We'll get into that because there's something 
a miss so, with number 91. Him. So uh, second period rolls around, and unfortunately, Nico Hersher ties it at one, his eighth of the year from Sammy Votnin and Bratt at 1236. Uh, this is pretty much made by Votnin, who just like mm. takes a shot from the point, and uh, Hersher just, def- I believe, deflects it. Yeah, because it was going wide. Yep. And he deflects it. It was going a good foot, foot and a half wide, and deflects it and goes in. So this play is made by Tage Thompson, who's looked extremely good. He's looked really good in the recalled. stretch games. So I think he's starting to figure figure things out compared to his first call up. I agree. Um, I think. Well, I think that initial butterflies of oh man, I'm in yeah. the NHL is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he uh, gets the puck along the boards, comes to the front to get a shot. It hits off Vladimir Saboka's leg, but it looks like a first look. They look like a beat. I thought it was his first goal of the year. Uh, so Thompson gets the assist, though. So Boca gets his eighth from Thompson and Stastny. That line seems to be working pretty decently yep. at the 18.08 mark. So, unfortunately, this guy strikes on the power play. Taylor Hall banks it in off Carter Hutton's back, basically, yep. after a shot that goes wide, and then Hutton's kind of scrambling. Taylor Hall gets his 13th from Palmieri and Butcher at the 117 mark. So the I think I've asked on. this before. Butcher, no relation, right? No. So he's uh, he's – Doing really well for my fantasy team, so I'll take that. So I need to tune back in. I've been so unplugged to fantasy since everything happened with Dad. Yeah, I mean, I think you're actually doing okay, believe it or not. So I think I have everything set to auto Fail auto flip, yeah. but still, I need so, to make some see moves. what's changes and stuff. So the Blues go. Why is it overtime is crazy? Probably the same. Yeah. the save of the year probably happens here. Oh man, oh man, that uh, was I, I, that brought me off the couch. Yeah. So Nico Hershberger gets a breakaway. Hits the post behind Hutton. Uh-huh. Somehow it doesn't hit Hutton. Comes into the crease area. Goes reverse kind of, five hole. Yeah, it kind of goes <laughs> back, and he's sliding towards the back of the net at uh-huh. the time. Marcus Johansson comes in and technically fans on it, but gets enough that it's going on net, and Hutton gets his leg out there, and it's, like, on the line. So, bless you. So the uh, – this he play, thought he had it. Yeah, he he knew he had it. Like then, he stopped and started pointing at the goal. He thought he scored. Yeah, and then by that time, all the devils come out and start celebrating right in front of Carter Hutton. Now, Carter Hutton's not moving. He's like, I saved it. And yeah, they go upstairs and the place is going nuts. Everybody sees the replay. So they go back in. Nothing happens. Mind you, the Blues look awful in that overtime too. Like no pressure, nothing really happening. And you're playing nothing. You're playing Keith Kincaid, who has over three goals against right yeah. now. Like you need to get some shots on there because he, he didn't look sharp at all and. I don't think I should have gotten this far. So they got that. To, uh, that save was insane because in the in the shootout, like Keith Kincaid did not look like no. Nope, we at. owned him. Like both Shen and Tarasenko. Uh, Tarasenko score on with ease. It Easily like, easy shots. Yeah, those hard shots, and it looked like Kincaid just was Missed. guessing and just not in was not in position at all for either one of these. I agree. Uh, Taylor Hall stopped. Kyle Palmieri stopped him with a glove save, and then I loved how he did the like mic drop with the puck. Yep. Uh, he just like Hutton saves it, drops it, and drops the puck. And he and he even said, "I was listening to the Bridge Show the next day, and he was on there, and he was just saying like, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Like he's just like it happened, and then I just did it. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, you did the I didn't say mic drop. I forgot what what the trainer called it. He called it or the goalie coach David Alexander called it something. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, Hutton basically saved he stole the day that game. And, yeah, so played really well. Twenty four saves, but man, they were. A lot of really good saves in there. And that's the difference is I think all those shots that New Jersey put on were legit scoring chances. They weren't, you know, dump-ins on goal or or whatever. Like, th- those were 24 legit saves. Yeah, so the Blues uh, come back. 
and they have their first game against the Vegas Golden Knights at home. Well, first game at home against the Golden yes. Knights. Yes. They lost in uh, overtime last time. On a BS call. Correct. And from what I remember, from what I remember, didn't somebody get taken down, like Pareko yes. or something like that? So we got it like – I remember they got a easy overtime. But anyway, playing Vegas at home. So going into this game, amazingly. Eight game winning streak for the Vegas Knights. And first place – in the Western Conference, yeah. which is nuts to even consider, and and they just signed one of their goal, one of the guys who I won the Blues to pick up as uh, Martian Show, I believe mm-hmm. is who he said it, and they signed him to a huge deal, and he looked good. I didn't so, notice that. So, barring an epic collapse in the second half, they're going to make the playoffs. Yes, unless they go on a eight game losing streak and right. somebody else goes on, because right now Edmonton's not playing well. They nope. played okay for a little bit. Sharks have picked it up, but everybody else in the Pacific has just been okay. okay. Like the Kings have been the class of the division pretty much outside of them. So agreed. Uh, the Kings look good, and so the Golden Knights. So I guess I expect them to duke it out. Uh, That's amazing, in the Pacific. man. Yeah. So my thing is like they got a ton of expiring contracts. So they've been they've only signed a couple of guys. So I'm kind of curious on what their team's gonna look like next year. Well, because they, they know, have Flurry for one more year, right? Yes, and then they signed. Um, they sent the Russian dude. I can't remember his name. Oh, guess you know, oh yeah, you know about that. He uh, they sent him to the minors because he wasn't doing that good, and he said, "I don't like it here." So he retired from NHL and he went back to the KHL. Neat. So his five million dollars is off the books for them. So he Plus pulled guys. a Saboka. Yes, to a degree, more of a. Uh, well, he didn't beat his wife, Slava Voinov. So. Ah, so, ouch. Awesome. So anyway, sorry, and yeah, anyway, not sorry. So anyway, um. Go back to so yeah, nobody expects them to do this well. No, it's not more at all. it's more like you don't have a superstar, but it's the collection of parts. You know that the sum of the sum of the parts are better than the individual people. Hundred percent. What Vegas did, and if they don't get GM of the year for this, I'll be amazed. Is they went out and assembled a good, solid team. They didn't front load heavy. Mm-hmm. They they did a great job of picking, you know, because I think a lot of people. Let's just go to the players that the Blues had left unprotected. <clears throat> if you look at that list, you would think, if you're just looking at the dollars and cents and who's playing where on the lineup, they're like Braziak, Gunnarsson, Perron, maybe Laterra, and Laterra was there. Like you, like those four guys, like you four were the ones that were most likely to get picked. You're, right. You're hoping that everybody was at the beginning, hoping that somebody would pick Laterra and we give him like a first rounder just to get rid of him. Yeah. Obviously, it worked out better for the Blues. But yeah. Go, obviously, Perron, things were going on before that. But anyway. Perron not only fits in well with that team, he's in a leadership role. They they have yeah, an they, A on him. They have an A on him. Yeah. And he's had a good year so far. Uh, he has. You know, I wouldn't be surprised obviously, if they sign him. James Neal is the James Neal and Fleury are the, the two, two guys names, who you need. Names. Yeah, like those are the two guys who are leading your locker room. But they've assembled a fantastic group of, I would say, second liners, top to bottom. And you also think about the fact that, and I think it was Perron who actually wrote this article that all of these guys came into camp with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, because because that, their team, quote-unquote, did not want them. Yeah, they're a team of cast-offs. Yeah. They are, and they've had guys play like above their pay grade, like William Carlson, who's been a fourth-liner, yep. third or fourth-liner, fourth-liner for Columbus last year. William Carrier. 
It was a, a throw-in on the uh, Ryan, Ryan Miller, Miller deal. Who's been an effective forward for them. Like, you, Carlson's become a first-line center for them. So These guys, since we're still technically not too far removed from the holidays, it's the island of misfit toys. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a bunch of cast-offs from their individual teams, and they're showing the entire league that we can play well. And I think that they're going to win the Pacific. Yeah, they got a good shot. I mean, they're. Uh, I, Could you just, imagine if the road to the Stanley Cup for the Western Conference goes through Vegas? That's, would you? Well, I thought that for at least a handful of years, at least. I mean, yeah. and, the, and how many they had three, two or three first rounders this year, and they got how many next year? I mean, they got it well set up. If some of their draft picks hit pretty decently, yeah. I mean, they'll they, be a good team. The thing is, they were expecting them to kind of get like a high pick this year, you know, because they're going to not be that good, but. They're going to probably have a middle pick. And I'll tell you right now, that's going to be a place where free agents want to go. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just – Because it's a great place. It's not like you're going, hey, would you like to come live in Winston-Salem? Yeah. You know, or Or, or Hollywood, Florida? It's Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a lot going on there. So, I'd be kind of curious to see kind of what happens after the season with uh, Vegas. So – Believe it or not, Alexander's team scored a regular goal. Like, I, not that can't goal. be true. Uh, his fifth of the year from Shen and Pareko. Basically took it off the boards, threw it towards the net, and I don't know if Fleury was screened or whatnot. It just beat him short side, which was on the glove side. He was on the left-hand side, the goalie's left-hand side, and beats him. Unfortunately, they can't hold the lead. In the third, excuse me, second period, Eric Hall gets his 15th from Neil and Perron at the 923 mark. Yep. Um, I don't remember this goal off the top of my head. So I, I was driving, so I didn't see it. So uh, I believe it was just a, kind of a rebound play. So anyway, the third period was an interesting period where it was a lot of ba- – this is a lot of back and forth. And Vegas, it, like, I didn't realize how fast they were. Oh, man, they were so fast. They are very uh, – it was a very up-and-down game. There was a, a total of – how many shots? I think each team had over 30 shots, which I haven't seen in a while from the Blues. Yeah, each team, the Blues had 39 and Vegas had 33. So, it was a very up-and-down game. The Blues, I think, played really well this game. And once again, to the conspiracy theory that the Blues played better in front of Carter Hutton, who knows? Because today they're playing Jake Allen, and they have not looked good. So No. um, Anyway, so, Pareko comes in on the wing and and throws it towards the net. It hits Vladimir Saboka after the rebound. The save by Fleury hits Saboka, kind of scrambles in front. The puck is laying there flat behind Flurry, and no one sees it. But luckily, Paul Stastny does and gets his eighth of the year. He just tucks it in behind him from Saboka and Pareko at the 559 mark of the third. The Blues hang on to beat the first place team. Seems like, all right, three wins in a row. Got to figure it out. Move it in the right. right direction. And like I said, man, if we were going to, if we lose to Philadelphia, we got cream for nothing last time against them, you know, at home. So I wasn't, you know, I was like, maybe that's that team that you just can't beat this year, oh. you know. Speaking of hockey, look at this picture from the 2011 sure. Winter Classic, and tell me who doesn't belong in that photo. Yeah, I got to back it up here. <laughs> the, I'm gonna go with the giant dude in the hockey yeah, the jersey, hockey jersey in, the back. in the back. Everybody else is wearing like coats everybody else and... in the rock star clothes. Yeah, that's awesome. But the guys of Hinder were there. Yeah, that's right. That was the. The Winter Classic at Heinz Field when they played in between the first and second period awesome. of the Penguins and Caps. Yeah. So, 
Blues on three-game winning streak. Probably going to be broken now after this game today. I oh, four to two, kids. Oh, look at me. Doubting everything. Ten second, 12 seconds into the third. So, that's good. Who scored? Do you know? Stastny. Oh, look at that. So, Stastny with a two-game scoring streak. So, we'll take it. It's guys who – and Stastny didn't score in almost 16 games, and um, Steen was 12 games. Mind you, the 12 game I think before that was an empty net goal. I think they said a real goal was like mid-November, which is wow. nuts. Almost a month and a half without a goal. When you're, My thing is, and people are like, well, he's doing other stuff. Correct. Not saying he's not. He's a very good two-way guy, and he is playing defense and killing penalties, doing his other stuff. But if you're getting paid nearly six million dollars, six to seven million dollars a year, you also got to put the puck in the net, too. Like, we, I agree. Because guess what? Uh, then if you make the argument that he's doing other stuff, well, Vladimir Smoke, you should get paid six or seven million dollars. Because guess what? He, he plays two way game. Or well, I mean, look, it, it, when we signed him, he was obviously the top free agent available. Yeah. Um, or going to be like or going it, to be yeah, I, based I, on his play. I think that deal was done long before he officially hit it. Um, so remember that was he was going to be a free agent. And remember, it was bitching that Petrangelo got the C over Steen. Yeah. And because remember, I said, we, our argument was, well, we don't know if you're going to sign Steen because who knows what he wants. And so you got to go with somebody who signed for a long time. Petrangelo is the next best choice. And remember, people threw a fit about Steen not being captain. Imagine if Alexander Steen was the captain right now. People would be wanting to rip the C off his chest right now. Oh, yeah. You know? So it's just all like a perspective at the time. So. Uh, let's get into a couple different blues notes. I want to do trade rumors because we're getting close to that time of the year. Yeah, we really are. It's uh, about a month away, February 26th, I want to say, off the top of my head. Yep. Should we start the trade rumors with the news that we will have our same GM for another couple years? All right, let's do that first. So, Doug Armstrong, the big major announcement the blues are going to make. I'm like, oh, what are they going to talk about here? Yep. Um, it was like, we're going to another winter classic. Yeah, oh, hang on. We'll do trade rumors after the couple of news and notes I have written down first. Sorry, I just saw a couple of times we played the Senators coming up, and I was kind of getting a little, uh, little anxious. So, yeah. foreshadow. So, um, Doug Armstrong gets a new technically five-year deal. Four years, obviously, they don't do money when it comes to yeah. you know, them. But uh, fifth year is a club at the club option. Mm. So, he's going to be around for a long time. I'm fine with it. I'm 100% fine. Like, everybody's com- complaining about some of the deals. Yep, you're going to make bad deals. I'm all, like, But take. that dude has hit so many more times than he's missed. Like, he signed Elliott. Yep. Which know. was fine. It was great. No, I mean, but like the initial signing. And yeah. ma- imagine if you didn't have him and you're like relying on whatever. Agreed. Um, the scouting department's done a great job, mm-hmm. too, which is something that you can't overlook. But obviously, he's been over, you know, part of that as mm-hmm. well because he goes to games as well. Uh, the Blues have done very well in the draft with not having really first rounders. You got to think about that. So yeah, they've traded a lot of first rounders the last couple of years, I and mean, a lot of people complained about it. But man, they gotten guys like Jake Allen technically a second rounder. Tage Thompson. I mean, Tage Thompson was he was a first rounder, but I mean low first rounder. You'd yeah. expect him to make the NHL already type thing. So Correct. I mean, um, Barbashev was a second rounder. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yaskin a second rounder. I mean, you're looking at guys that you didn't expect anything out of, and at least they're on an NHL team. There's a lot yeah. of times, and, dude. Look at the Braden Shen deal. Yeah, you get. Who knows how those two, two first rounders are going to turn out? So you really can't judge it. But right now, Laterra is only has three assists, and Braden Shen is what has a top our point leading scorer. Yeah. So and playing a top line role. So imagine if we had your Laterra right now. Like, yeah, this team would be. Oh, it would it would be near the bottom of the standings more than likely because you got to think he would not be putting the same points as mm-hmm. Shen. They would probably wind up a. Uh, We'd be near the bottom, like with the Blackhawks right now, who are in last place. Crazy, right? Yeah. So who knows what's going on? So you got Armstrong signed now. 
Um, Vladimir Smoka did not win the voting for All Star. Whatever. PK Subban won. I think he came in second. So the announcer, the rosters have not been officially announced. Just the captains. It's a uh, pretty much your headliners that you always see. Ovechkin. I think it's Ovechkin, Tavares, Subban, and Stamkos are your four uh, captains. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I have it right now. So right in front of me. There we go. And uh, so he didn't win. Not a big deal. Um, Winter Classic happened. It was fine. It was fine. I. It was kind of a boring game because the Rangers beat the crap out of the Sabres the first period and a half. And yes, they did. Sabres came back and tied it, but uh, Rangers won in overtime. So cool. Uh, so very. It was cool there. It looked very nice, but it was the lowest. It, it, the, now is officially the lowest rated. Winter Classic. Ours was last year. That's kind of why I'm bringing it up. Ours is considered the lowest rated one last year, television wise. Yeah. Um, but very successful locally. I think that you're starting to see the fatigue of the stadium series now. And I think it's also a mix and of you've the team. Got to start putting more teams in. Like next year, do not care. Yeah, because it's the Blackhawks and Boston, right? Yeah. Is at New the Notre Dame Stadium. Yep. So that's, they're just trying to make it like, oh, that's a regional thing. That's what they're kind of doing now. Like, but nobody cares. But no one man. cares. Blackhawks. That's their six total. I think it's more than that. Like total. Like I think they've done. I think it's the, their this is third a, classic. This is the tenth year for the yeah. classic. So they did the like. The they've been thing. in at least three proper winter classics that I can think of. Yeah. Maybe more. Detroit, St. Louis, and now this one. I know they've had a stadium series against Penguins, Penguins, a stadium series against Colorado. Mm-hmm. One more I'm probably missing. So anyway, there are others next year. Then. There's, I know there's more, but like, yeah. it's just, look, man, I, I get that you want to put teams with big fan bases and big draws in these games. Understandable. Understandable completely understandable but how you can honestly completely ignore the western conference except for chicago a lot of good teams i'm yeah like the kings have had a stadium series dallas hasn't been in it at all st louis had a winter classic colorado's had a stadium series minnesota had a stadium series. series against chicago so there's the other one. So there's so many teams that get ignored. Like Nashville's going to get one at some point. I, I I would honestly see them being in something. Like the Blues and them next year would be cool. I think if you you could put the Blues and Predators at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, and it would be fantastic. Oh, it would sell. That would sell out just from Nashville. Would be there and an easily traveling thing for St. Louis fans. Yep. So I think that would be fantastic. Look, I think if they're good enough. I think you see Vegas end up in one. Now, if Vegas ends up in one, like let's people say next are gonna, year, people are going to riot. Yeah. Uh, like if I was a Dallas fan, I'd be pissed. I would be upset. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's so many teams like Hell, the if Ducks. you're like a Tampa fan, even yep. I mean, because look how good Tampa is. Tampa's won two cups, one cup. They've one cup. won one. They've been finals they've once. been to the yeah. finals a bunch, and then they have two of the top superstars right now. Mm-hmm. So it'd be stupid not to put them in. Like obviously, the traveling team, sure put it down there, but still, you can put them in something. Now is, is have to be, and my thing is, it doesn't have to be a rivalry game. You could just have it as a game that's going to be a good game. And I think there should be. I think that. 
if you're going to be in the Winter Classic and they plan it early enough that you can do this, you need to pick two good teams. They don't need to be rivals. They don't need to be interdivision or even in the same conference, but it needs to be two solid teams and put them together. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, obviously, Tampa is one that's been pretty solid playing. Nashville, God, that'd be a good game right there. Nashville and Tampa. I would like, love Nashville and Tampa. Like, I mean, now, you put the Blues in there. I mean, I don't care. The problem with that is you say Nashville and Tampa to a hockey fan and we get care. excited. Yeah. You go down the street and go, hey, man, you want to watch the Nashville Predators Tampa Bay Lightning hockey game? Nope. Yeah. And everyone's going to go. And I get it. I that? get it. You need to find, you need to have one of the big market teams in no matter what. I get it. You need yeah, to have your you Boston. Got, you need to have your Philly. You've you got to get out of the Northeast. Yeah. You need to give those teams a break. The Islanders, the Rangers, even the Sabres, the Bruins, the Flyers, the Penguins, the yeah, just Capitals. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, because eventually, like, look at Pittsburgh has not been good this year. Chicago is not good this year. Like yep. that, like you're gonna have to see, like, eventually that those teams are, if they can reload. I mean, it's a definitely po- definitely possible in NHL, but their time is, their time might be passed for at least a couple of seasons. Is the reluctance to put Canadian teams in the Winter Classic due to both the Heritage Classic and I think North American Television? I think it's more more North American Television from what I've heard and read and stuff like that. It's just I think it's just more they think nobody would watch if you say the Montreal Canadiens versus somebody. I think you'd have to have at least one U.S. team, but like I would love. To see Nashville, Nash- Nashville, Toronto right now with Nashville yep. with all the with Toronto with all their guys with or Matthew. Tampa and Edmonton, yeah, two fast teams, yeah. So who knows? Granted, Edmonton's bad right now, but they're inter- I mean, you would have Stamkos and you would have McDavid. You'd have a storyline there, so they could do it. So you got those. Uh, so the Winter Classic happened. Um, more injuries have happened, pretty much. <laughs> It seems like uh, Jay Bo Meester was out again. Um, Vince Dunn just got placed on injury reserve with the flu, and Jake yeah. Wallman got called up. He didn't get played today, though. But uh, the other thing that just came out today, old friend Terry Limbaum uh, had season-ending sol- uh, shoulder surgery Oof. on Friday. Um, Sanford's on his way back. Uh, he okay. started skating again. Great. Right now, it's an upgrade over Yaskin, in my opinion. I'd rather yeah, see what Sanford do over there. That's a valid point. Or even at right now, pay RV or anybody like that. I'd rather see Sanford to see what he's doing. I, I, I get it. Uh, Sammy Blay uh, hurt, but uh, now uh, good enough, but got uh, reassigned to San Antonio. Yep. So uh, he's down there. Let's see. I'm trying to see anything else. Like I said, Scotty Upshaw playing really well lately. Yeah. So he got moved to the top line and wound up being, you know, he's in on the Tarasenko goal and mm-hmm. we, in uh, the Devils game that we talked about. And so. It's fine for a short spurt. Agreed. Uh, but in April, when hopefully the Blues are gearing up for the playoffs, is Scotty Upshaw still in your top line? Well, you issues. well today it was Dimitri Yaskin. I'm, I'm hoping by that point, Jaden Schwartz is back. Yes, Jaden Schwartz, uh, is, at least the schedule is after the All-Star break. Which That's is, the reevaluation, right? Yes. Um, supposedly, people he was at an autograph signing the other day, and he was in a boot still, which that's fine. He's a walking boot just to walk around, so that's not a – massive deal right so i don't really read much into that so with him where coming, was he signing that i did not see honestly i think it was somewhere in illinois got it so like i said four two about 12 minutes left 34 shots against right now so wow 
You can blame it on Jake Allen if you want, man. Don't get me wrong. One of, I say one of those goals I kind of would like back. His first one especially I thought was eh, okay. The fourth one was pretty weak too. The fourth goal wasn't awful. So still, man, it's only two goals, man. The Blues have only scored above two goals twice yeah. in the last month and a half. So you're not going to win. Uh, Alexander Steen passed Keith Kachuk yep. for eighth on the Blues list for uh, points, 427 points. So congrats to him. Uh, let's see anything else. I'm just going through stuff. So, eh, let's go with our rumors now since we'll since we're into that. So, obviously the Blues need some kind of upgrade with scoring. Like we just talked about, averaging two goals against for a handful of more than a handful of games lately since since yes. about since about December started, they've not been really good with goal scoring. No, I would agree with that. And uh, definitely since J- Jaden Schwartz went down, which does they look lost game. Like today, the first period, they look lost. Like, yes. it did not look good. I don't understand. One player shouldn't make that big of a difference. It really shouldn't. And I I, I still think that there's something wrong with, with Tarasenko. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an injury. Yeah. I don't know if it's psychological. For uh, the Golden Knights game, which uh, he did not play the last seven minutes and 38 seconds of the game. Yeah, uh, Guys I mean, like Dimitri Yaskin and Magnus Piarvi were getting his shifts, which... Think about that. Yes, that makes you link... Is there injury? Is there... There's something wrong. Is he pulling what he... You know, not saying he tanked it when Hitchcock got, he got pissed oh, at Hitchcock. Oh, I don't think he's tanking it by any means. I think that there's legitimately something wrong. Physically wrong with him? Physically or mentally or something. Or both. It could be both, yeah. But you look at him and he just... He doesn't have that... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is... He doesn't Moxie. have that. Like yeah, Moxie, like he doesn't have that like it Moxie, factor yeah. that you're used to seeing with him. Like even when he goes to shoot, he doesn't seem like he believes in himself right now. Yeah, so it's very interesting on how things are going. So hopefully he can get things turned around. The scene of the whole team is in a funk. Yep. So hopefully he can turn around. Like the old guys he been scoring were like Upshaw. Tage Thompson has looked really good. So that, I agree. That makes me feel better. Barbashev's looked decent. Yeah, he's looked decent at times in the spurts. So, uh, Blues got their week long break coming up. Like everybody in NHL, that wasn't a new week by. Yeah. So, week by. So, starting January 9th to January 16th, the Blues are off. So, they're, they play at home on the 9th and they're off all the way to the 16th where they play in Toronto and then Ottawa. So, they play tomorrow, which is the 7th in Washington at home against Florida. Then they have that road trip and stuff like that. So, uh, like I said, I'll go back to just finishing that up because I'm all over the place. Trade rumors. So, the big one going around from the kind of, I say, national guys like Elliot Friedman, Bob McKenzie, Mm -hmm. Darren Dreger. um, Usual suspects. Yeah. So, guys that are on the market right now. uh, Max Pacioretty with uh, Canadians who have been got off this year. Yes. Fortunately, Pacioretty hasn't scored in 22 games. So, he's... Not, but they think it's more just like got the media. the media pressure. There's really no media pressure in St. Louis. There is in Montreal. In Montreal, it's like after a scrum after with a Blues game, maybe see like yeah, six, seven guys around total, like getting quotes and stuff like that. If you ever seen like a Montreal, like after you watch like their post game, there's like twenty guys in the locker room trying yeah. to get the cameras and other things. I mean, it's crazy high pressure up there. Oh yeah, so. They might be wearing on Patrietti, so I think the Canadians are darn close to blowing it up because they got a lot of money in the wrong places. You yes. thought you thought the Blues were screwed. I mean, they got Carey Price is very good, but ten million dollars a year for the next eight years. 
You mm-hmm. got a lot of other guys locked up. I mean, Druin's been okay up yeah. there, but I mean, Sergachev has been really good for Tampa, which hasn't really helped them. True, you know. So since Sergachev, I saw just played his 40th game. It's literally Druin for Sergachev straight up now. The draft picks are null. Wow. So, but he's played really well. So I mean, it worked out, you know, for Tampa because they have they're, they're the top team in the East. Yeah, almost a top. I think it might be the top team in the NHL right now, to my knowledge. I mean, even the Subban trade, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, for Weber, who's been okay. Okay. I mean, he got hurt. He's been hurt right now. So, But Subban has been fantastic in Nashville. Yeah, Nashville is now, you'd say, last year they went to the finals. Yep. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, so the big one that's been circulating has a lot of, uh, let's say, there's smoke, there's fire type mm-hmm. thing is the Blues train for Mike Hoffman, who is a left – he plays left wing and right wing for the – Ottawa Senators, who are a just big dumpster fire as well. They had yeah, their, they're pretty terrible. They had their big, uh, like the hundred years of NHL game, and it was them versus uh, who did they play? Another Canadian team. I want to say, oh, Toronto, and they did not play well. It's like basically, the owner came out and basically said, "Yeah, I'm tarping off parts of my arena because nobody comes. Nobody wants to come. Maybe I'll take my team somewhere else." Like, you're celebrating the NHL and your team, yeah. and basically you just flat out tell your paying customers that, like, yeah, nobody starts showing up, I'm out of here. That's time and place, though. My thing is Agreed. the time and place. Agreed. I mean, remember, this is a team that was one overtime gold away from going to the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah, so I'm almost kind of surprised, like, you want to blow them up already. But, uh, so, Mike Hoffman, six uh, foot, 180 pound. He, they have a center left wing. He's also played right wing from what I've seen. Yep. Um, he would look good. Like, Shannon will uh, – I mean, that's Shannon. Excuse me. Schwartz will slide back up on left wing when he comes back. Yes. Hoffman can move down to the second line. And people – I've seen a lot of people saying, well, he's one-dimensional. All I could do is score. Guess what we need Guess right now. Guess what we need right now. Guess what we need right now. We have enough two-way guys. The problem is Think he makes – if l- you had a top six of Tarasenko, Shen, Schwartz, and then Steen, Stasny, Hoffman. Three solid, in my opinion. That's a great top six. Mm-hmm. And then you fill in with Upshaw and Sanford and Berglund and, you know, on down the line. So, I mean, for – and let's say the guy's consistent. And, two since the 2014-15 season when he was a rookie, 27 goals, 29 goals, 26 goals. This year, he in 39 games, he has 10 goals, 18 assists, Minus 11 on a bad team. I don't really look at that stat for right. there. Um, you know, they they clocked his, uh, like, how fast he shoots the puck. And out of the 10 goals this year that he has, when the time on stick he's had the puck has been less than, was less than 15 seconds. Wow. So that tells you how fast this guy has a release. That's fine with me. Like, yeah. it depends on the trade, obviously. Like, as much as it looks like from what Darren Drager says, there is a deal that's out there for Hoffman, but it's not enough to prime away. The offer is for futures. So basically draft picks, you know, younger guys. The Blues will have to get rid of some kind of salary when they ship him up there. Yeah. Some one way or another, because he's making uh, like 5.9 is his uh So who do you send? If I was going to make a trade to try and pry him away, then like I, you have to – not just throw them garbage and think it's going to work. Agreed. 
you're going to have to include one of the big prospects. It's going to have to happen, unfortunately. Which I would say probably Barbashev. Ooh, no, you're, I'm talking like Cairo. Oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like NHL-ready prospects, you could say like I was going to say because you need to do salary. This is how I did it. Saboka, you have to do Yaskin because those two right there make almost five mil. Right. And you can make things work. Uh, nothing. Sorry. Sorry. We thought we got a notification real quick. No. So they make almost five mil between the two. Yeah. So that's why I kind of had to include Yaskin. Then you're going to probably have to include another, maybe another younger player. Who knows? But you're going to have to include one of the, I say, big three Thomas, Costin, or Kairou. Possibly Jake Wallman. If they're looking for defense, I consider him in that group. I would hope it would be Wallman, honestly, because I kind of think our left side of our defense is really young right now and kind of set. Um, but who knows? Um, and then some kind of pick. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be our first rounder. But Of the big three prospects, who would you be most willing to part with? I was trying to think about this the other day, and I was ready to say Costin before the World oh, Juniors. I really like Clem Costin. And then he played really well. All three of them did. Uh, uh, Costin, did he make the uh, – he got voted one of the top three players on Rus- on the Russian team, had five points, led them in scoring, and looked really good on a lot of the games. Yep. Player of the game, two out of their four games. So, yeah. not bad. Um, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas won uh, the gold medal yesterday against Sweden for yep. Canada. Cairo was – I don't think he's the captain, but he was led the team in scoring. and yep. was third in total, in total scoring for the game. For enough of the game for the uh, tournament. Tournament, and the reason why he was probably not hired is because that game against uh, USA against Czech Republic for the bronze five two. Uh, okay, so that game's over, and uh, well, that's my train of thought. So yeah, because the USA blew blew out uh, Czech Republic, yeah. and a uh, local kid Trent Frederick had four goals that game. So I think that's a little misleading. Anyway, if I had to pick between the three, for me digressing there. And people are going to get on me about this, I think, because a lot of people say Robert Thomas. Yeah. I think the Blues have not developed a decent center in years, and I think you have a really good shot of having a very good two-way center. With Thomas? Yeah. Okay. As much as I like – I really, really like Kairou, I think that's my choice right now. Oh, I'm, I'm so torn because I, I can – It's between Thomas argument. and Kairou at the end because I think Costin's got that – frame and everything but uh, Cairo has that speed that the blue zone has to be a big boy yeah that's that's why i it, i don't i like all three technically I that's the hard too. that's the hard part i mean if there's a way you can pry somebody else out uh, supposedly the rumor was uh they want like a goaltending prospect too but like do you give a Billy huso like you really have nobody after him uh jordan biddington is going to the uh ahl uh all-star game yep so he's played really well on loan he's nine one and one this year yeah, you know. So part of me is like, I like the Blues had him out for. They really don't care about him anymore. Could you consider taking? If they would take Jordan I would, Bennington, I would almost. I don't think so, but I would almost rather give up another roster player than either of those three prospects. Mm-hmm. If they would take him, yeah, because they they obviously want to cut some salary too. That's the whole his whole thing. He's losing money to Ottawa uh, owner. Only the person who do you think is like expendable then on the Blues that you could deal with? Obviously, it'd be somebody. It'd be one of the left-handers on defense because you have technically one too many. Um, it would have to be Gunnarsson is no trade. Yep. So does Bo Meister. Yep. Edmondson doesn't. You're not going to drop him. You're not going to oh. do Gun. Uh, I say Gun done. So you're kind of stuck, unless you can say tell Carl Gunnarsson like we're not going to sign you after the year. 
Because I don't think nobody's going to take Jay Bo Meester as much as I No, I, I think that he's, especially you're seeing now, he's becoming too injury the, prone. The, the decline has started, like, unfortunately. I agree. So. And, and look, I'm not knocking Jay Bo Meester. I still like him. Hey, but you're right. everybody hits it eventually. Like, yep. It's, I'm it's looking short choice. term. I like Vince Dunn. Yeah. But if I could package Vince Dunn along with um, Yaskin and Saboka. Saboka yeah. and save all three of our prospects, I would do it. Yeah. As, as I, I get it. Like I, especially if you think Wallman's going to be something special, like that's what they're, he got called up when I kind of thought like, okay, the Blues have back to backs. If he's just going to sit on the bench in the press box, there's no reason to call him up. Right. Let him play. Cause the Chicago Wolves had two games this weekend. Let him play. Cause you want him to play. Right. Like, I think it's, I think honestly, he's going to get in against Washington. I would, I would, I wouldn't, I would see because Dunn did not travel because he on IR with the flu, right? So I could easily see Wallman getting in tomorrow as a showcase game. The Blues do play the Senators coming up twice in, in the end of January. So you think that the deal happens before or after the? Uh, I think it's after the All Star game. You think so? Yeah. If they do, and the, you know, Armstrong's made his deal sometimes days before the trade deadline, three yep. or four days, like especially with the Miller trade. I remember I was at work late one night and it hit. My yeah, phone. he uh, he doesn't. He's not hesitant to pull the trigger yeah. when he sees the deal and the deal is something to his liking. He doesn't wait. He lets it happen. Yeah. So a couple of the big things is uh, Pacioretty and Hoffman are the big two right now. I don't really want a Pacioretty. I'm, I like. I would. A, I mean, I would I take know. him, but I would take him. But I think. I think Hoffman just. I think we already have Pacioretty and Paul Stastny. Uh, yeah, I'll say more Alexander Steen. Pacioretty yeah. has a little more st- speed, I think, but still. Um, what was I gonna say? With a uh, Hoffman, man, like everybody says, a one-dimensional thing. Like every time I seen a dude, dude had four-point night last night. Like set up the game-winning goal. Well, and the thing is, his one dimension is what we need right now. We need someone to put the puck in the net. Yeah, if you, and you need somebody with a scoring threat because if you have somebody with uh, somebody with a, a, like obviously not Tarasenko level scoring threat, but very good scoring threat mm-hmm. on that line. Like no offense to Alexander Steen, you're not striking fear in people no. right now. Nope. So if you have somebody like Hoffman who could potentially do that, you I think you if you think, and I honestly think the Western Conference is the most wide open it's been in years. I would agree with that. Uh, there's not really a, per- like a team that's like jumps Chicago's out. Chicago's on the decline. Chicago's on decline. Like I think Winnipeg and Predators are very good teams. Yep. But I think they're beatable. 100. percent um, Everybody going through injuries right now. Um, Forsberg is out for Predators. Shifley is out for Winnipeg. Crawford's out for the Blackhawks. Yep. We're Simon. without. We're without Schwartz. So every team's going through it right now. So Minnesota's without Dubnik. Uh, they're not doing it. They just got Parise back, but yep. um, every and it, all those teams in like you look you look down like Minnesota is only six points behind us with two games in hand. So yeah. I mean, they're not that far behind right nope. now. But we played the most games so far, which I think is catching up to us to a degree. Mm-hmm. I think there's more. We, we need the break. break. The break's going to happen. They have this break, and then they'll have the All Star break two weeks later. So I think that'll be perfect for them. Reset it, and we'll be in good shape. So Hoffman. Might be a possibility. That seems to be the one that's out there the most right now. I would like that. I'm interested. Like I said, the cost is my thing. Like, of course, of course. I guess as much as like you said, but when's the, when's the point where you keep overvaluing valuing prospects and you actually go for it? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So who knows? That's why uh, Doug Armstrong got the extension, and I just do a podcast. So <laughs> correct. So, Me correct. too. Yeah. So anyway, 
So if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. And Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. And Ashley's at Ashley Reigns. And our website is blueshockeypodcast.net. And the Facebooks is Blues Hockey Podcast. So another fun thing that I saw on Twitter this week, um, one of the webs, one of the Twitter handles, Toast Dispatch, do kind of like a parody deal. Yep. They're doing the St. Louis uh, Blues Twitter Cup, basically a March Madness-type style bracket. Um, we did not make it this year, so oh, we didn't even get a play-in game. So Weak. Yeah, so I, I, I gave crap about it. Who was in? Uh, like uh, Jamie Rivers' podcast was there. Of Angela course. Sharp, uh, hat, uh, Mr. Blue's hat was in there. Right. Or a couple other people, you know, the big ones that you see all the time, right. pretty much. So, um, I think there's 16. There was 18, 20 total. Yeah, I was, you know, it'd be nice. So, I had a fun thing I kind of came up with because I noticed like a lot of people are like, I'm gonna start a podcast. I'm gonna start a Blue's podcast. Blah blah blah. Which is great, man. I love people going out there and doing that. That's Absolutely. Good. That's basically what I saw somebody do it, and I did the same thing. So um might just do our own bracket-style one with all the podcasts. More just not saying, like, who's the best one or who likes who's the most liked right. or whatever. Honestly, it would be cool just to get a lot of out there because I don't know. There's I know a good five or six off the top of my head. And yeah. I see a lot of people saying they've, do, they've been doing one. So I'm all for it. Look, cool. all it does is show how passionate this fan base is. For all the crap that we've been through over 50 years of Agreed. not winning the cup, like, and you still have as big a fan base and growing, and that's yep. credit to Tom Stillman for uh, the recent part of that. So anyway, uh, I might put that together coming up soon. We're also coming up on our 100th show. Mm-hmm. Very close. Uh, I think we're in the high 90s now. So we're going to be getting some stuff together, and I think I got something planned out, and I'll uh, – yeah, we till Ashley's here too. <laughs> cool, and we're gonna talk about it. So I think I got things planned out, and then see what we can do. And I'll let everybody know what we're gonna do for that hundredth show. And let's see what else that 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 that. And I think we might have something nifty planned for uh, the Blues break coming up here. Yep. And I didn't tell you about this, so I'll get your reaction to it live here. So I brought the whole podcast uh, bracket style thing. Yep. And uh, Bradley, who does the game time uh, magazine and stuff like that. And uh, he brought up the thing like, why don't we hit all the podcasts together and do a big old deal during the break? Yeah. So I think we might have something like that coming up. So we'll see how the scheduling goes out for that. Cool. So it'd be cool to get some different podcast people together and just do a big old what's happening. And the Blues. Five, three. Yeah, they're trying. Three goals. Usually with three goals, they usually. Four and a half minutes left. We'll see, man. Should we go upstairs and watch? Because since we've been recording, they've scored three compared to the Flyers, one. True. Uh, we can just watch it, you know, who cares? But anyway, sure. well, we're superstitious, so who knows? But anyway, if you anything else, I think we have covered 95, got it. 95% of the things. I probably, yeah. I probably miss stuff I always do. But that's what next week's for. Yeah, next week and the week after. So we're going to try from here on out. You're going to be uh, in it to win it. I think from here on out, we're going to try to be every week, one way or another. We'll be, uh, the, like during the break, I like I said, we'll try to figure out something. And then... uh I think we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a lot of people over coming up at the end of the month here at the uh, house for Chris. What's the end of the month? Royal Rumble, son. Yeah. So, and I think Ashley's gonna be over for that too. So we'll actually definitely have everybody there, and some other people will be here too. So I might uh I might live tweet the Royal Rumble on our podcast thing. Just that'd for be awesome. It. Just for hell of it. I know some people don't care, but you tune out that thing. So anyway, rambling. All right, I'll talk to you guys later.